you're listening to The Dollop or watching. This is an American history podcast where each week I, big wave surfer competition watcher, man who uses TV remotes, enjoyer of oranges, Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to a guy looking at him strangely. Yeah, you're basic. Uh, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I'm absolutely not basic. I just described one of the most interesting men in the world. You're like an orange. Way to go. You're like an orange. No, I said you like an orange. I didn't call you an orange. I mean... Permission to treat the co-host as hostile. Permission granted. This is going to be quite the podcast, Gareth, because we are coming in hot. It's just dumb. What's in your mouth? None of your business. Excuse me? A sweetie. What kind of sweetie? A sweetie. A licorice all sort. A a licorice all sort? A quality street. Maltesers. Why aren't you looking at me? Why are you looking I'm away from me? I'm having a bite of a curly whirly. It's a lion. Okay. I've just got a mouthful of buttons. <laughs> That's all that is. Just a bit of buttons, mister. Do you ever come back from this? I'm having an arrow. An arrow? That's right. An What's arrow. an arrow? Gosh, it's got little pockets in it, hasn't it? That's the truth. Gosh. Okay, but uh, cut to music. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. (laughs) My name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! And a five-part coefficient. (laughs) Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. (laughs) No sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda! Rhoda at the court! Gareth, we are brought to you in part by Helix Sleep. Uh, Of course, you're asking me because you're who you are. What is Helix Sleep? Well, it's a premium mattress brand. Uh, Tailored mattresses based on how you sleep. They're going to crank out a mattress for you. They got 14 unique mattresses. 14, Gareth. It's crazy. They got luxury models. They got, you're a big person. You're a a tall person. They got mattresses for kids. They're not leaving kids out like you would, Gareth. They are actually making them for children. Hmm. Here's what you do. You take the Helix Sleep Quiz. You go to the website. You take the Helix Sleep Quiz. Uh, I took it and I failed. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to actually be able to fail. It's just. (sighs) I had crib notes. It's just finding the right matches for you. And then after two minutes, uh, they can show you your mattress, and a personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. 100-night risk-free trial. So you can sleep on that bad boy 100 nights. It is the best. I absolutely love my Helix. I do, too. I got the uh, Dusk Lux. That's what I got. I got got the the King Lux. Yeah, I got the Firm. 
because uh, I sleep on my fingertips what? and my buttocks, and I sleep like a baby now. It's American-made, and it comes with a 10- or 15-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. And Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. I'm pretty sure Wired Magazine is people who are really high in cocaine. Yep. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dollop with Helix. Better sleep starts now. And it does. I sleep wonderfully, as does my whole family, because we all have Helix On your fingertips and your buttocks. Well, that's how I sleep. But the, the mattress works for me. It's a personalized mattress. I don't know if they make the, f- the fingertip buttock one anymore, but they definitely make one mm. for, like, if you sleep on your back or your side. But, yeah, so go get a Helix mattress. They're super comfortable. Uh, Gareth, we are also brought to you in part by Factor. A lot of people have goals, right? New year, new goal. Factor is going to help you get there. You save time. You have the energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. They got, I'm talking about Factor's ready to eat meals, which come straight to your door. It's not one of those food services where you order it and they leave it on the street. Or in a or tree. Or in a parking lot. It comes to your door. Yep. Because some places you'll order it and they'll throw it on your roof. That's not what Factor's doing. It comes to yeah, your door. That's what Breaking Bad did. That's right. So get Factor and you can skip the trip to the grocery store. You can skip, skip all the, uh, the cutting and the prepping and cutting your fists. It's, it's factors always fresh. Uh, it's not frozen. Meals you, uh, are ready in just two minutes. Two. Yeah. You just got to heat them up. Put them in yeah. your face, which is what you've What's done, right? What's happening? No, I haven't cut my fists or put them in my face. They have a lot of great vegetarian options. Like, what's your favorite? Mac and cheese. <laughs> no, what green beans. Five, really? You yeah. switched that up fast? Well, I got called a five-year-old by a guy. Uh, so no matter what your lifestyle is, uh, Factor has the, the meals to help you live to the fullest with uh, keto and... Uh, is it keto. Ken? Is it keto? <laughs> Why wouldn't you put an extra E in there then? Keto, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie and protein plus meals uh, on the menu each week. Prepared uh, by chefs, by dietitians. Every meal has all the ingredients you need. Uh, so achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Head to factor75.com slash dollop60 and use code dollop60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code dollop60 at factor75.com slash dollop60 to get 60% off your first box. Put it in your face! That's I think that's not- there. I think it is. Wrong. Well, it is now. It is now. There's no way they're not stealing that. It's not. It's not possible. Ugh. To walk away from that? Put it in your face, Factor! <laughs> uh, Dave, we should point out that uh, we have another podcast. It's called The Pastimes. You can go listen to that. That's also on the Dollop involved. feed. Uh, Dave's not on it, which is, I think, why it's doing so well. Um, oh, and then uh, we also have a Patreon uh, where we have uh, lots of stuff. You can have an ad-free experience. You can also watch us do this show, which um, is great, because a lot of times during this show, Dave's getting a tattoo. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, I'll be on the road starting this week, which is crazy. 
Um, <laughs> I'll be in <laughs> Detroit on Friday, January 27th and January 28th. I'll be in uh, Providence, Rhode Island on January 29th. I'll be at the Hartford Funny Bone in uh, Manchester, Connecticut on the 30th. The 31st, I'll be in West Nyack, New York. Then February 9th through the 11th, I'll be at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, California. March 13th, Summit City Comedy. March 14th, and that's in uh, Fort Wayne. March 14th, Indianapolis. March 15th, Louisville. March 16th, Columbus. March 17th, Dayton. March 18th, Perrysburg, Ohio. And then uh, Cleveland on the 19th of March. And March 21st, Lexington, Kentucky. March 22nd, Richmond Heights, Missouri. March 23rd, Kansas City, Missouri. March 24th, West Des Moines, Iowa. March 25th, same thing. March 26th, Omaha, Nebraska. Go to GarethReynolds.com for ticket information. And uh, I'm one of these wild childs who thinks that wearing a mask is the way to show the man. So if you want to put one of those on, that'd be all right with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you should. I mean, you know. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, Is that it? Uh, Yeah. So let's go back to one. Action Dave. September 23rd, 1869. You're nailing the part already. Mary Mallon was born in Cookstown County, Tyrone, Ireland. Tyrone, 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 Ireland, Gareth. Oh, dear. There you go. No, that wasn't an Irish accent. That's not good for anybody. There it is. I'm a bit worried about this fucking episode. (laughs) Oh, dear. Her parents were John and Catherine. Uh, I'm John! I'm bringing them to life. That's what my guy I get it. Not much is known about her childhood. Um, she emigrates in 1883 to America alone. She's 15. Wow. So, obviously, you don't leave unless things aren't great. Like, you know, pro- there's not a lot of... There, there's not a lot of uh, people enjoying life in Ireland under the British at that point. So I, I, I'm not, I, don't think, I don't think anyone's here to finger point. So let's no, not we're, do we're that. We're finger pointing at the. the let's not do that. Let's just say she pigs. she wanted she was excited to go check out a new spot. The, the we don't horrific, know why. Genocidal know British are oh ruling Ireland. Oh my god! Oh my Ireland. god! Not so, allowing a people was, to flourish. She was excited to check out A and W and see what's up with those root beer sucking floats. all of the resources out. <laughs> it's just. Very slanted. Taking it to their little pig island where they wallow in. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. You no, know, excuse me. You ever put meat under potatoes and baked it and called it a pie? You're welcome. I have not. So uh, she, she lives with her uncle for a little while when she gets to America. Um, okay. Aunt and uncle, sorry, and um, and then she started uh, she started getting work as a maid. So she worked as a maid for a little bit. Oh, and uh, allow and me I, to fluff the pillars. There you go. Go ahead. So you know what a maid is, and then yeah. and then she started getting work as a cook for uh, rich richer families. Like she moved up as a cook pretty quick. She's very good at it. Okay, okay. Anthony Bourdain really really wants wanted he tried to drive home the point that. Uh, her story, quote, her story, first and foremost, is the story of a cook. She has very well, much Dave, I the think a lot of us who a lot of us who weren't 
into this episode so far, and I'll put my hand up, are now intrigued. I am now... I'm still not into it. We'll see what I'm happens. I'm listening. Well, that's pretty great. <clears throat> she was called, quote, a great cook, and she rose quickly through the ranks. So being a cook in the home of New York's wealthy was the shit. Like, that was the job. It puts her, like, on top of the hierarchy of domestic servants... Okay. Um, they have to call her Miss Mallon. Uh, she works in the very rich areas of New York and Long Island. Quote her story. Oh, sorry. She was making a pretty good living, about 2 k a month when today's mm. money. Mm. Okay. Now, New York, of course, as we know, packed with uh, people. Yep. Uh, a, a very dirty, diseased-filled city. Well, what Did was he- it like back then? <laughs> I guess is what we're all kind of wondering. It was worse. <laughs> um, the New York City Health Department uh, was created after the revolution to cure yellow fever outbreaks. Hmm. So, so this city is... leaders pressured the city leaders at the time pressured the press not to cover the yellow fever outbreaks too graphically because they were worried it would lead to panic. So they were like, "Don't get into the nitty gritty of the." Weeping, whatever's boils. The, I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm assuming is it's boils. It, I have no right? idea, but let's just let's just assume that yellow fever. You get covered in boils that that scream. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. I think we can assume that. Um, so they think it's going to lead to a panic, and then people are going to flee the city, and then the economy would crash. So they really want to just keep the economy going. What a weird time. Uh, cholera, also a huge problem, as the, is typhoid. The Jose's feeder has gone off. Go ahead. Oh, did he, did he run? I, was he in another room? Because I didn't see him fly Yeah, he's sitting. He, he sits in front of it like, um, you, like someone would in like a religious ceremony where they're sure. just kind of praying before it. Sure. It's like I do around yeah. pies. Yep. Uh, in 1800s, the pigs That's why you're ran. so pious. Keep going. Sorry. Go. In the 1800s, the pigs just ran free about the city. Um, that is a better system. Well, they were there. At f- I think at first they were there to eat the rotting garbage that was everywhere. And mm. then also poor people could eat them and kill them for food. Wild cities. A lot of Americans are super embarrassed by the pig situation. Huh. In a description of the city, Charles Dickens wrote, quote, We are going to cross here. He's writing like a description of what happened. We're going to cross here. Take care of the pigs. Two portly sows are trotting up behind the carriage, and a select party of a half dozen gentleman hogs have just now turned the corner. So it's just pigs. So it's just pigs, pigs all pigs over. Scurrying about, doing their thing. I still like it better, even if it means that they're eating garbage and sometimes they're getting killed. It's a better life than now for pigs okay pigs now pigs now are like that, that no, I, the way that like pigs wanna, are it's terrible it's just it's unreal yeah no it's really horrific uh when europeans thought of american cities they offered they often just pictured pigs running around uh writer i think they Ted still Stein. do to be fair i believe they still <laughs> actually <laughs> well you know it's like us it's just a bunch of pigs running everywhere huh? america <laughs> uh Ted Steinberg, quote, no animal loomed larger in their image of U.S. urban areas. Uh, sometimes 
they would have pig roundups and they would like drive all the pigs out or kill them. In 1866, the Board of Health tried to ban pigs below 86th Street, largely due to typhoid and cholera. So they were having typhoid and cholera. All right, now listen here, pigs. You're not going past 86, do you understand? You can go around here, that's fine. Do what you want. But 86 is pigless. I assume assume that above 86 was more uh, uh, country-ish at that time, I would think. Okay. I would think. I mean, I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but... And they didn't um, want the pigs going into the countryish area. No, no, they do. They don't want them below eighty oh, six. Oh, below. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, right. Um, but the city still is. It, it's still filthy. That's that, and that's the condition it's in when Mary arrives. Okay. But working for the wealthy, she's sort of separated from that. Like right. she doesn't have to go to a job in a saloon that's just full of pigs outside and stuff. She's in a nice area. I again, I real. I mean, I guess it's different. But I would be like, I, we have. If you told me that I could go to a bar with pigs in it, yeah, I know, buddy. Me too. Let's dance. No, I'm there with you. Yeah, or let's cows. party. Cows? Yeah. Come on. Or bears. Well, I don't know about bears. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're starting to. There'd be problems amongst the beasts. <laughs> so, um, so New York, uh, uh, wealthy, right? It it had it's the same class discrimination as Britain. We just imported it, right. so they had like the walled off separate areas. If you could imagine this, no. So diseases like typhoid are not a worry for the rich. Wow, they happen in the poor areas. Good Lord. You imagine that sort of thing happened in Five Points in Hell's Kitchen and places like that. And then because of this, the wealthy think that diseases are a moral failing of the poor because it doesn't affect them. Right. So, uh, but, uh, okay. So they, they're, they're like, it's your attitude that got you typhoid. Well, it's it's your, your dirty, shitty little people. Like, you're not good people, so this is what happens to you. <coughs> right. You're money shaming. Mary um, signs up with a... Sir, uh, a servant agency, so like a temp agency, um, sure. called Miss Mrs. Stricker's Servants Agency, and and she's kind of sought after. Like she's like people really want her now because she's such a good cook. A good cook is like the best thing you want for your kitchen, like in your house. Right. Like you right. can't like that's that's the top thing you want for the rich people. And in 1906, she gets a job working for the president of Lincoln Bank, Charles Henry Warren. Hmm. Um, so cooks at this time, it's bare hands. No one's washing their hands. Um, nice. Kitchens are very small. They're hot. There's no ventilation. Nice. And then they work so through, just, they, they work through whatever. Right. They just keep working. And your hands are filthy. Yeah. It's just like, you right. like, whatever. I mean, I remember when I worked in the kitchen that we kept getting sick because, um, one of the, one of the chef, sous chefs would cut meat and then he wouldn't clean off the board, and he'd throw salad on it, and like to make the salad. And then we'd eat so it, this is, and we'd get sick, and we'd be like, "Ernesto, you fucking did it again." So this is probably this is happening before, all the time. This is before I assume bar people, rescue, right? It's. I mean, it's literally probably a time when you're just like, "Well, we always are getting diarrhea." Like that's just that's yeah. What and they is. also back then they were like, you know, they were just like, "It's important to keep the raw chicken on top of the cooked chicken. That way, that <laughs> chicken will learn how to get cooked." like shit like that <laughs> that's right 
So, um, and Cooks would work through, if they were sick, they would work through it. Anthony Bourdain, quote, Cooks work sick. They always have. Most jobs, you don't work. You don't get paid. You wake up with a sniffle and a runny nose, a sore throat, you soldier on. You put in your hours, you wrap a towel around your neck, and you do the best to get through. It's a point of pride. It's a shame. So, but Mary's not sick. She feels fine. And in the summer of 1907, the Warrens... It's a, a strange thing you're telling me. <laughs> in the summer of 1907, the Warrens reacted, uh, uh, rented a house in Oyster Bay. Uh, super rich, uh, Teddy Roosevelt has a house there. So it's like... Bully. Yeah, thank you. That describes the whole place. Uh, so soon after they get there, one of the Warrens' daughters becomes sick. Hmm. And then Mrs. Warren... Uh-oh. And then two maids. Oh, dear. And then a gardener. Oh, boy. And then another daughter. Uh-oh. So six of 11 people. <laughs> so six of 11 people there are sick. And Charles Warren is absolutely terrified. So the owner of the house they're renting it from is freaked out because if a disease outbreak is happening, it brings down tourism to Oyster Bay and worse... No one's renting his house. That's right. it. It's because done. illness will live inside the floorboards, as we've learned. It stays in what's called the bones yep. of the house. Yep. I heard the house cough. <laughs> That's uh, one of my better impressions, is a house cough. Very coughing. good. It's very good. So he has some investigators come in, and they test the water. They test uh, other food. They test the clams. <laughs> I said it. It just sounds weird. What are you going to do? Why are we just here to test the clams? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Are we going to test the clam? <laughs> what clam test? Oh, what clam test is. <laughs> Don't touch all those. Why are you doing some We got to make sure your clams are good. <laughs> Eat all the clams. They just ate them all. Your clams seem to be pretty good, ma'am. So they pretty much test everything that can be associated with a typhoid outbreak. Right. None of it, it is the source. They don't find the source. Is the source not the people? Typhoid, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they're giving each other, but what's the original source is what they're saying. And, right. And it couldn't just be where they were before. So they, there's definitely, I guess well, I don't comes know enough from, about typhoid. It comes from... Okay, so um, it comes from uh, it's a t- it, it's a contamination of food or water, okay. transmitted through really not well washed hands or food okay. that's not cooked in high temperatures. So any sort of okay. you know dessert thing, it can live in water f- uh, for weeks, or it can live in dried sewage. Okay, okay. Um, so people are getting sick off of a third party thing. It's not just yeah, they're and, not giving each look, other this typhoid. Is, this is when rivers and lakes are just filled with human shit. Like, so, right. you know, so, um, so they, um, they, they don't find anything. So they reach out to a typhoid expert, Dr. George Soper. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and he's, well, it's amazing that he's like, nobody's I mean, using soap. I'm Dr. Soper. <laughs> Stay away from that soap now. That'll be the cause of a lot of this void. <laughs> So he is uh, a sanitary engineer. He is known as an epidemic fighter. 
Okay. And he hates typhoid. That's right. Because his father died from it, so it's personal. I will find typhoid and kill it. It took my father. It's... But his dad died, and he was like, I will never rest until I get your murderer. Yeah, anytime someone's like, so we're all kind of getting sick, we're not sure from what, and then he just gets dramatic and goes to the window, and he's like, typhoid took my father. It walks the streets at night. It lives in the shadows. It hides in our pipes. Wreaks havoc upon our bodies. Okay, we just have someday a, we just... I'll get typhoid and I'll string its little neck. Yeah, Show we're just boss. Okay, we have colds, so we'll burn everyone who has typhoid first and foremost. It'll come How out of them you... screaming. How long? You then we'll be put the it window? inside of here. These jars. We'll capture it. Sooner or later, I'll get my bloody hands on the typhoid and show it who did the wrong. Typhoid. Okay, took my so dad from I think me. I think we're gonna wrap up uh, the gathering. So um, thanks for coming, everybody. Everyone, get nude now. Everyone. What's happening? Close off. Throw them in the pile in the center. We're gonna sniff through these garments and find out where that foid lives. My father was taken by typhoid. Oh, we know. Gonna need to get everyone naked. Everyone now. Come on. Why? I'll start. My shirt's off and I don't even have it. Oh, Christ. There we are. That's right. I've got a weird little pecker. But that doesn't matter. We're gonna find the foid. What? I've got a strange pecker. I'll admit it. No, it's fine. It looks uncircumcised, but it's kind of circumcised. What? The moil died in the middle of the ceremony from typhoid. And I'm not gonna stand for Uh, it. There's no way. Come on. What? What's everyone doing with their trousers on? Let's have a look at these things. Come on, women, let's see the bushes. Gentlemen, let's have a look at the donderlingers. There's no way someone's got a weirder pecker than mine. Well, Looks like an elephant that's been shot in the trunk. Okay, we're... You can leave, thank you. I can't, I'm not going to walk the streets naked. The foid finds any orifice it can and swims in there like a reverse tail. Okay, um, thank you. Is anyone going to try the clams? (laughs) Uh, So he, like I said, he was, he's he's a zealot, right? Uh, Anybody who would listen to him about how typhoid is spread, he's he's telling them about how it destroys the body. (laughs) I love this guy so far. He went to Ithaca at one point. Do you have Um, diarrhea? He Do goes you? To Ithaca. No. Well, you might not have typhoid. Have you had any watery movements? No. Do you have a mushy tushy? I haven't been working out, so that's um, a little different. I mean the. I mean it's soft. Are you passing I, I, things? You like see footballs. Typhoid took from me the greatest man oh, I've ever met. No, I no, I don't. Were you there at the big this. group thing earlier? Yeah, we all were. Okay, it's the same. You oh, haven't okay. gone anywhere. You Have just you went seen in the back my... and put your pants on and came back in. I did. These aren't even mine. I couldn't find my pants. I don't know who these belong okay, to. Well, I can't get them. I can't get the button around my. Yep. Yeah, so we're done. Thank you very very much. All right. Uh, so. And Ithaca, he goes to Ithaca at one point because people are sick, and everyone thinks it's the flu. He's like, it's not the flu. He convinces them, finally it's not. Um, He even 
talks two owners of houses into burning down their houses for their health. Look, you guys, <laughs> enough's enough. We've got to torch these cribs. <laughs> Come on. Enough's enough. Typhoid lives inside of your floorboards. Every part of your house has typhoid. You need to burn your houses, both of you, and quickly. There's no time to waste. Typhoid took from me something worse and bigger than a house. It took my father. So we got to torch oh. him right away. Let's put kindling in the. Let's put kindling okay, in the living so room. I'll burn the house. We're going to need. Up. If you shut up, I'll burn the house. Get your clothes off. They'll catch you on fire. I'll go first. Uh. Pants are off. Shirts off. Okay, Undershirts off. No underwear. All right. Okay. I'll tell you, if you got your penis burned by some of those flames, I don't think you'd have a weirder schlong than me. I feel like you could kill typhoid by boring it to death. What happened to me was the moil died during the service. Typhoid <laughs> got him. He was halfway through cutting the crown. So typhoid... Just looks like a half-chewed piece of calamari. Go ahead. So typhoid leads to nosebleeds and then a rash for five days, uh, mm. ulcers, broken blood vessels in the intestines, mm. inflammation of the gallbladder, heart failure, pneumonia, uh, osteomyelitis, encephalitis, and meningitis, and that happens over three weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're just getting assaulted. Um, I don't think they all happen, but, and then the fever usually breaks in the fourth week. So you have a fever for, uh, three weeks, at least uh, over three weeks. If you, wow. it, if you live, oh. that is 10% of people die. Oh shit. Um, and then obviously they quarantine people and they get it. So Soper, uh, very interested in this case because it's rich people getting sick, which is mm-hmm. not usual. So right. this is very weird. Right. And um, scientific papers are still being published that state typhoid came from, quote, sewer gases in miasma. So they're just like, it smells and sewers. Poor immigrants are often coming into the country, are just detained in quarantine because they suspect it. Mm-hmm. So... Soper uh, goes to work. He starts making lists of guests and staff of the house for the last 10 years. What, 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> Never get living dried much? sewage. <laughs> I mean, I guess he just thinks that someone can leave it around. <laughs> for 10 years? I don't know. I mean, imagine someone being like, all right, uh, now everyone who's come here for 10 years, please. Be like, I'm sorry, I don't have I don't, that. What? What? I mean, who? I don't know. Uh, so he gets the medical history of every person. They're all ruled out. Everybody for the last 10 years, all ruled out. Jesus. So he's super frustrated. Usually typhoid is super easy to trace. There's like, you know, feces in water or, or there's bad milk or whatever. A sick person came to visit. And then someone just goes and they're talking and someone mentions the cook that had been hired. Oh, and he's like, who's this? And she just vanished when everyone got sick. Huh. Now, Mary, not much of a talker. She was described as, quote, a woman of about 40, a good cook, and difficult to talk to. Okay. So he now was like, who's this cook? And he starts tracking down Mary. And she, they got her through the employment agency. So he gets every name 
through this employment agency and location of where Mary had worked over the last 10 years. And he starts this going to these places. Okay. He's just going to these, these places that she worked. Um, at Harry Gilsley's home on Long Island, four of the seven servants had gotten typhoid three years ago. Mm-hmm. There was another outbreak at a house in uh, Mamoronic. I'm sure someone will get mad. Two weeks after Mary I'm worked mad. there. Okay. <laughs> a little while after that, she worked at a house in Manhattan, and there was an outbreak there that killed the child. Whoa. In Maine, she worked for a rich attorney for five weeks, and during that time, seven of the family and staff got typhoid. So the, the attorney has given Mary a bonus for staying all night. So he got, he, the family got sick, and he asked her to stick around to help and, quote, working side by side with me nursing the sick. So he has. <laughs> so he's like, if she, I mean, she, so, wait a minute. Uh, okay, never mind. I mean, I think, okay, I've heard this, heard this term before, her name, right? Is yeah. that not like a, th- okay, right, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so he's like, hang out, stick around, help me with the sick. And, she, and is she like, for lack of a better term, like asymptomatic? Yes. So she can't, she's got no tells, and everyone's like, right. help us with the sick. And she's like, uh-huh, okay. And everyone's like, God, everything, <laughs> everyone's getting typhoid. And, and then, she's been and around then Soper's it so much. just like, she what? Yeah, right. Well, she's been around it so much, she's like, I don't get this thing, whatever it is. It's not, right, I don't get it. Right, So she's like, I'm fine. Is that a yeah. thing? Do they know that asymptomatic-ish typhoid is a thing? Probably not. I don't know if they suspect it, but they, they're going to know it soon. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think they suspect so, it, but I think, okay. yeah. So Soper's just like, this is crazy. Ty- yeah. She is typhoid. Yeah, okay. I mean, um, the attorney gave, he gives Soper a better description of her. She's 5'6", with clear blue eyes, and a somewhat determined mouth and jaw. Oh, my God. First of all, that is like the craziest. What, what, is that, what does that even mean? You're like, okay, she's got a determined mouth and jaw. So it's just kind of like pursed lips, like real linebackery lower half of the face. What does that She's, even mean? Uh, I think it's but then, like. Uh, but then, I mean, okay. the previous description was probably like a woman Irish, and he's like, "I know the type. <laughs> I got her right here. <laughs> yeah, red hair, freckles, covered in clovers. Can't stop clicking her heels when she walks. I know the type." Yeah, that's it. Um, so my, my so sober now. <laughs> I wish you could see what's, what's your cat head. doing. It's just insane. I'm not going to sure bother showing. No, you don't have to tell me. I know. Okay. I met the cat. Okay. Uh, so Soper also <sighs> thought the dish that was giving people typhoid was peach ice cream with raw sliced peaches on top, which Mary liked to make. That is also... So, so he hunts for her now for seven months. Oh, my God. Soper. Everywhere he's going. You don't understand. Typhoid took my father from me. So if you see her, reach out to me here as soon as you can. And if anyone sees my pants, sorry I jumped into that so fast. I just thought, I thought there was more typhoid here than it turns out there is. 
It's just that typhoid took from me the man that showed me how to do everything. The man that showed me how to bathe, shower, shave. I just okay. Hey, buddy. Want people to? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little tipsy. I had a couple. I had a couple rums. What's going on? Yeah, we're good. No, okay. we're good. Let's just. We're. This is quiet. Uh, quiet zone. Oh, all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk through the quiet zone. I um. I also would like to apologize for nope. the member. Quiet zone. It's simply not my fault. Quiet zone. You know what it's like when you're trying to perform surgery on a baby dong. Okay. It's delicate. Yep. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, guys. So Bye. good to meet everybody. Bye-bye. Thank, uh, that's the closet door. Where am I going? <laughs> in the place, All right. anywhere. Th- you thank you so closet. much, everybody. It was awesome to be here and to meet you. And I would like to think that if I oh, find shit. myself in this neighborhood again, yep. uh, that it would not be terrible to come by and say, uh, nope. how you doing? And uh, there's no, a lot of changes like I'd make. There's a lot of changes I'd make from the, from the first encounter without We question. would probably change opening the door, actually. We'd rather have typhoid than hang out with you. That's... You're not, I'll tell you what, you're not going to get typhoid from me. If anyone is, well, does not have typhoid... Well, I'd rather have it than talk to you. If I get typhoid, you, you say not that, come in but the house? You don't understand what typhoid... If you say that, then I, I think I should sit down and explain a little bit more of nope. what typhoid can do, because nope. you sound ignorant, sir. You and your... Nope. And I don't mean to interrupt the quiet zone or whatever you called it, but... Typhoid is not a mistress you want to tangle with. We all she... have it, so it doesn't... We're fine. You know, we have typhoid right now, all of us. I think that you're saying that because you want me to go. Yes. And I don't Very love much. that. I know. I really want you to go. <sighs> I'm so torn as to what to do. <laughs> Um. So he Soper wants to catch her bad. He he like sees her at this point like an adversary and a nemesis. Like she's like typhoid. He's Spider Man right. and she's typhoid. Yeah. Before he found her, he 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 gave his findings that he had put together on her so far to the American Medical Association. And. Uh, once she was ID'd by name, she was given the nickname Typhoid Mary. Right. But the nickname is not created by newspapers or random people. The AMA creates the nickname <laughs> Typhoid Mary. Uh, medically speaking, we're calling her Typhoid Mary. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's a catchy name, and the public and press run with it. Um, she's a phenomenon, and where the hell is she? How does she, is word just traveling so oddly that she has no idea that they're, or is she just like, boy, I hope I get her bloody hands on this typhoid Mary. She sounds like a bit of a problem. Yeah, possibly she, you know, because if if typhoid Mary's in your house cooking, you're like, number one, she's a great fucking cook. Everybody wants right. her, but also Worth like, it. well, she's been there for a couple of months and everything's fine, so it's right. not her. So, over, so Soper is now famous off of this. Like, it's blowing up everyone's profile. So, right. over the next year, the AMA publishes Soper's work, which also drives her nickname, you know, further home. And Typhoid Mary is who parents use to scare their kids into behaving. Um, kids skipping rope are, are chanting, Mary, Mary, what do you carry? 
The San Diego Evening News said Mary's I, case I, was, I'm quote, sorry. without parallel. I, I just can't admit, like, the scaring your kids with, like, well, okay, but if you want to stay up and eat popcorn, typhoid Mary's going to make you shit your pants. You're just like, oh, my, like... <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of stuff we parents do that are is just horrendously wrong. That's yeah. one of them. But it's well, like, yeah, it's one of them. It seems like there's just a lot of like you know things where you just like completely lie to your children just because you want to go to bed or you want to like smoke a joint. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't seem great. I'll never forget no, when fine. I busted my mom on Santa being fake, and I was at the time I was like, this is like for every kid that's just like, why would you do that? And I, my, my favorite part of mine was I was just like, as she was leaving, I was like, what about the tooth fairy? Like, I was like, hey, wait. I was like, is this a big lump of lies? But like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not quality parenting, it seems. Okay. It's not. Um, so there's over, there, there are over a thousand cases a year of typhoid because the city's filthy, but Mary's being singled out, right? Um, right. So Soper finally finds her working in a house on Park Avenue. Wow. Uh, a maid uh, was sick, and uh, as was a daughter of the owners. Uh, she's in her 20s. She's dying. Hmm. So he just wants to talk to Mary, and he approached, quote, as diplomatic as possible. I want no trouble. I need <laughs> to get eyes on Mary. My name's Soper. <laughs> Typhoid killed my papa. Everyone relax. (laughs) So they talk in the kitchen. In front of the house. Yes. In front of the house, the the lady of the house and uh, other staff. And he says she has typhoid. She doesn't respond well. She sees it as an accusation. I don't have typhoid. You have typhoid. Yeah, basically. Right. And he thinks she's going to be relieved because now she knows why everyone's been getting sick around her. But that's not what happens. She Remember, she's crazy private. She right. does not like to tell things about herself. And, and within minutes of just not talking, him, him saying stuff, Sober just gets to his point, which is he wanted urine, stool, and blood samples. All right, look, now, Mary, all I'm asking for is some simple stuff. Here are uh-huh. some cups. I hmm? need urine in one, and I want your poop in another. Hmm? No. And I'm going to have to encourage most of the people in the house to lose the clothing, because the, your typhoid <laughs> oh, will sir. seep right into no. them. So, just, so, 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 Mary. Remember, she's, so Mary, like, this is... This is a crazy private person. And he's like, I just need some shit and piss and blood. <laughs> All right, look, it's not crazy. Can you just cut your arm and drain it into this a little bit? And then this one will be for pee. And then go, poop <laughs> in this, go poops in this one. So she, uh, quote, she seized a carving fork and advanced in my direction. I passed oh rapidly God. down the long, narrow hall and out through the tall iron gate. And so to the what, sidewalk. I felt what rather a great lucky twist. to escape. What a great twist for her to just kill him right then. <laughs> so uh, this is the tone of the relationship that Soper and Mary establish. Okay. Um, she 
probably doesn't understand any of this because she feels fine. She's like, I'm not right. sick. I, I, yeah, that's, I'm fine. So, uh, Soper now considers her, quote, a menace to society. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Right. So even though this conversation happened in front of the lady of the house, she keeps working there. The owners keep So her what's on. for dinner, Mary? <laughs> what are A you little thinking? bit of typhoid. Oh, that sounds great. Well, why don't we have some duck and you can typhoid the potatoes and then um, <laughs> that sounds really good. Yeah. So awesome. Just and if peas. you can, just give a uh, yeah, great. Just could you write it down so I can just show Clark and make sure that that's fine. And what was yeah. that guy even really talking about? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it seemed really weird. But, okay, so it's just, it felt like he said that you were, had typhoid. No, no, no. You know what we loved was when you put a little bit of dill in the mashed potatoes. Yeah. I know Clark okay. loved that. Yeah. So if you that. could do something like that, that'd be great. Yeah. Just a um, bit of typhoid, yeah. Sure. Just, I mean, it's hard for me to taste because my tongue has all those uh, screaming boils on it. Uh-huh. And yeah. most of the food isn't really, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having regular BMs, if you know oh. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm well, we'll get of, that going. <laughs> just we'll get sort that of, going. Um, it's hard to explain. <laughs> it's just sort of always, I just always feel like I sat in gravy. Does that make yeah. sense? Uh-huh. You'll Who's be shifting like a banshee. Yeah, great. Mine. I'd love to shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Great. You're the best. Um, so days later, Soper tries again. This time, uh, he follows her home. So she lives on 33rd and 3rd Avenue under the L train. Um, she lives with an alcoholic boyfriend. They're not married. Chill, chill, chill. 
So this is a woman who came from Ireland when she was 15, worked her way to the top of her profession, and uh, is fine living out of wedlock. That It's what's known as a new woman at this time. She's basically just like, fuck all the, right. the usual shit. The, right. um, so uh, she's, she's not the type, as you can imagine, to take shit or be bossed around. Right. So Soper follows her boyfriend to a saloon and befriends him. Just hey, my man, like how met. you doing? You want, uh, you want a whiskey? Or? What kind of uh, ale are you having? Hey, <laughs> hey, barkeep, make it two, would you? I love having an ale myself. Hey, did you hear about this, um, what are they calling it, typhoid? Have you heard about this thing? <laughs> Hey, I I don't know either. I just hey, put put the Yankee game out in front of me, and I'm happy too, amigo. But I guess it's really dangerous. So, uh, picture this though. It's a it's a it's a shitty Third Avenue bar saloon bar place that's probably, and all of a sudden this guy comes in, you know, dressed to yeah. the nines, probably like whatever. So, yeah. But right. the, but her boyfriend's a drunk. He he doesn't have a job. He he just drinks all day. So. Quote, I got well acquainted with him. He took me to see his room. So that's where she lives. The, I, I, it's, very, it's very strange to go meet a guy in a bar, and then that night he shows you his room. Well, it's not night. It's day, because she's working. Okay, still. And, and he clearly talked him into it somehow. Okay. <laughs> I should not care to see another like it. It was a place of dirt and disorder. Sure. And that's not what he said to the guy. He was like, this is great. I mean, it's probably just a standard tenement sort of situation in New York City. Right. Soper didn't even know where he could sit or if he could sit. (laughs) Wow. So the boyfriend sets her up to meet Soper. Okay. So Soper comes like the next day or whatever. Uh, he this, brings this another doctor. This is really doctor. quite a con he's got going. I mean, he meets this guy at a bar. He gets to go see his place, and then the next day he's like, "I'd love to meet her." Wow, man, you're like my best friend. <laughs> this guy's like, "Hey, I, Mary, I met the coolest dude today. He loves." The- First of all, he came up here. He couldn't believe it. He said there were so many good places to sit down. He didn't even want to. He's awesome. He's just like me. He likes to drink whiskey. He likes the party. You got to meet him. I, I finally feel like I made a best friend in the city. It's awesome. I love this guy. So, Oh, by the way, one thing he loves is piss, blood, and poop. <laughs> he, he just, he's always asking to get mugs of that stuff. He's a he's collector. A coll- he loves this, the guy loves this stuff. So he brings another uh, doctor with him uh, as muscle and also to help explain to her what's going on. <laughs> he, sounds like, he sounds like he's a bit scared of her, Silver. Right quote, right. quote, those who knew her best said Mary not only walked more like a man than a woman, but also that her mind had a distinctly masculine character. But again, that goes into the new woman thing where right. they're like, you, you're, not mar- you're not getting married. You're just going to live with this guy. You're going to just she have your own job and work. And- do everything we tell her to. It's very <laughs> manly and off-putting. Uh, so Mary gets there, and she's fucking livid. And starts talking to him. She's never had typhoid. And she's like, typhoid's fucking everywhere. No, no more than when she worked. But the difference right. is, is... She's right. Typhoid is everywhere where the poor people live. 
But they're saying no because where the rich people live, there isn't typhoids. But in her right. mind, it's like, it's fucking everywhere. What are you talking about? And, and at this point, her boyfriend's just like, Soper? You said your name was Tim, <laughs> Tim Galveston. What? You know each other? You said that you just wanted to watch ball games with me. <laughs> so she's also not sick. She has no symptoms. Right. And here's the other thing. He fucking, this is the dumbest thing. He, so he, he met a super private person. Yeah. And then instead of being honest, he fucking befriends her boyfriend and gets into her apartment and learns everything he can about her. Like, yeah. he fucking blew it. Like, any yeah. chance. He had a slim chance already, but any chance he had is just gone. He's totally right. inept. Right. I mean, he's smart I, I, as shit, but he's fucking dumb. I love the guy. <laughs> so, uh, this is just, a, to her, a total violation his response to meeting a private person was to invade her life. So the two doctors have to make a quote, hurried departure. So she chases both of them out. Wow. Um, basically look, she has a great job and these doctors are threatening to blow it up. Yeah. Right. No one's going to hire, uh, a poor person, disease carrying cook. So Soper knows he's blown it. So, he turns everything he has about Mary over to Herman Biggs of the city health department. Soper's like, she needs to be taken into custody. She can't be out there. So Biggs is like, I don't want to do that. So he goes and finds uh, Sarah Josephine Baker, who's the first woman to get a doctorate in public health in New York state. Her father also died of typhoid. So, He's like, it's, it'll be good if a me, woman talks. the talk- most he's- important man I ever knew. My father. <laughs> you don't understand what typhoid... Jesus Christ, she's just like Fuck. super... Holy shit. <laughs> All right, let's get so- the dresses off, girls. Now, you might notice something a little abstract about my downstairs. <laughs> so... I th- I think I think this is like he's like well this woman can't I I assume that like this woman can't handle be talked to by men like right it, it's That's amazing it is, that like- Soper tosses it to this other dude who right away is like look you want to catch a cowboy you send a cowboy you want to get a woman you send a woman <laughs> yes, like, we don't absolutely. know she keeps chasing us with carving instruments look she doesn't talk man we try she doesn't speak man her brain is deformed. <laughs> She wouldn't even give us a mug of poop. <laughs> She's crazy. So Dr. Baker goes to the Park Avenue house where Mary's working and Mary slams the door in her face. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Baker comes back with five cops and an ambulance. Quote, Mary was on the lookout and peered out a long kitchen fork in her hand like a rapier. As she lunged at me with the fork, I stepped back, recoiled on the policeman, and so confused matters that by the time we got through the door, Mary had disappeared. Wow. She's so she really lunges good with him, carving. They fall yeah. back, and then this she like, runs into the house, and she's gone. Right. Like She throws like a smoke cloud, and she's fucking gone. But it's really she's like... She's a cook. Just, yeah, but it just seems like everyone's an extra in the movie of Mary. <laughs> 
Quote, disappear is too matter-of-fact a word. She had completely vanished. Sir, come on. So they searched the house. She did worse than disappear. She's vanished. What's the difference? One, uh, well, the, she, she was less, one was, she went, there was less of a poof. Well, you, you said it, so I'm just, I'm just trying to differentiate between the two She didn't disappear at all. She vanished. I think you'd, have you ever seen someone vanish? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing as disappearing is what I'm saying. Like, the words are pretty interchangeable. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. She's, she, when she, she didn't, she did not disappear. I've seen people disappear. You at least can have, you have a, vi- you see a shadow, you hear some heedles going down a dark alley when someone what? disappears. She vanished. There was simply nothing there. A lot of us don't think she ever even existed. Hmm? What do you think about that, Jagoff? Well, I think you should leave the house then. If she doesn't exist, then there's no reason for you to be here. Weird. A lot of us are thinking that that uh, maybe she doesn't, but we all, again, saw her before, before she vanished. Vanished? In a yeah. big plume of Disvanished? She, no, she, no, there was no, don't try to encroach your disappearing on it. She vanished. And look, you might be saying this guy just likes to argue. Well, yeah, I think so. Screw you, Jagoff. Hmm? With your little tie and your dumb buttons. Your shirt's not even tucked in, creep. Huh? Okay. What if I fought you? Started with a groin I'm kick, not, you little I'm not weirdo. In, I bet okay, you play with you. dolls. And put them in done. sexual positions. I bet you go home and put your little dollies in a 69. Hmm? What the fuck are you doing right now? I'm out of here. Some milk bum. <laughs> so um, they search the house and um, they find footprints into the neighbor's yard. So they search that house. I mean, they don't she's find like her. Bigfoot. They don't find her. They she searched the way. house. Look at the scat on the walls. She was around here. <laughs> they searched the house for five hours. Oh my God. The other servants are refusing to talk. So they she's, finally. She's, she's living in the walls like a rat? <laughs> they finally find her hiding in a closet under the staircase. Quote She came out fighting and swearing, both of which she could do with appalling efficiency and vigor. Oh, you stupid cunt. Oh, you piece of shit. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, what is it? Give me that cleaver. <sighs> Baker tried to talk to her and ask her for specimens. Quote, by that time, she was convinced that the law was wantonly prosecuting her when she had done nothing wrong. She knew she had never had typhoid fever. She was maniacal in her integrity. There was nothing I could do but take her with us. The policeman lifted her on into the ambulance, and I literally sat on her all the way to the hospital. It was like being in a cage with an angry lion. You poop. Poop in that mug. Poop. Poop. <laughs> you poop now. Poop, Mary. Poop. Come on, Mary. Give us a bit of poop. <laughs> wow. So they take, her, they take her to the hospital, and they lock her it's in like, like a white It's like catching King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they take her to the hospital and they and they lock her in a, like a white, you know, like a padded sort of cell kind of thing. Sure. And they take specimens from her. <laughs> oh my god. 
I don't know how that happened, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty remarkable. It's a bummer. Look, Mary, we'll play the waiting game. You're going to piss at some point. I'll come in there and get the poop. Look, Mary, it's been three days. You're, you're just in the fetal position. Let her rip, baby girl. <laughs> Indeed, typhoid is in her stool. Wow. Now, Mary cannot comprehend the idea of a healthy carrier. It's just not... Right. Not based possible. on the world that they're in, it's just right. that's not a thing. Right, right. Baker wrote, quote, it was Mary's tragedy that she could not trust us. Now, the health commissioner said Mary's denial was unprecedented, and they keep taking samples. Soper comes to see her, and he said she was, quote, curiously healthy and fearfully angry looking. (laughs) Hello, Mary. She just hates Soper. (laughs) You're oddly looking well, and yet mad. Are you mad? You seem healthy physically, mentally. You are back to where you always were, Mary. When are you going to understand? When are you going to understand what typhoid took from someone like me? (laughs) (laughs) Have I even told you about my past, my childhood? Well, sit down. You're going to hear it again, sister. (laughs) So he tells her, quote, when have I asked you to help me before you have refused? And when others have asked you, you ref- have refused them also. You should not be where you are now if you had been so obstinate. So throw off your wrong-headed ideas and be reasonable. Nobody wants to harm you. Now give us your poop again. again. He's just being a dick. Now give us some more poop. I, okay. <laughs> Thank you. And a little pee and some blood. So she says nothing to that. And he goes on to say that she causes typhoid from going to the bathroom and not washing her hands and then cooking. Ugh, it's just disgusting. And then he says... It's like eating a Chipotle. (laughs) He says it's in her gallbladder. And if they remove her gallbladder, she can go and be free. And then he says, I'll write a book about you. This guy's pitch is unbelievable. He's so Look, fucking dumb. It's all over the place. Look, Mary, it's, you don't understand. It's because you're crapping, not washing your hands, and then cooking. Give me your gallbladder. You could go back to cooking. I'm going to write a book about it. All right? <laughs> Sign here, lady. I know you're a super private lady, but what about a book? Give me your gallbladder, and I'm going to write a book. <laughs> bam, bam. One, two. Also, remember, surgery is not really a great thing at I this mean, point in time. I mean, how accurate What do you say we cut you up? <laughs> Look, Mary, listen. Give me that carving fork, all right? Where's that gallbladder? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to perform a dirty surgery on you, remove some vital parts, then I get a three-book deal. <laughs> you about it? you, a private person uh, It's going to be all about you And your shit, your piss, and your blood And your typhoid uh, Look, it's a trilogy, alright It's called the Typhoid Trilogy First one, piss, <laughs> second one, blood Third one, shit, bam, bam, bam <laughs> So after he says that Mary just went into the bathroom and slammed the door And wouldn't come out Wash your hands <laughs> So they then send Mary 
to an isolated cottage on North Brother Island in the East Hudson River. Oh, I'm good with this. I'd be like, cool. Uh, her time there was covered by the New York Daily News, which wrote that she was America's first carrier of typhoid. That was wrong. First yeah, asymptomatic so. carrier. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of doctors came with questions, uh, you know, to check her out. Reporters kept showing up and asking for her story. And remember, this is a woman who does not like to talk about herself. Yeah, right. Mary, quote, I have been, in fact, a peep show for everybody. So they experiment with different drugs, but no one explains. No one explains to her what exactly is what they think is happening with the disease. They're not explaining it to her because they think. I don't know. Soper did a pretty good job when he said, give me your gallbladder (laughs) and I'll write a book. That seemed pretty good. It's coherent. But they, they think she's just a dumb Irish immigrant. They don't think she has right. the brain to understand what's going on. So they're not... Right. Like, they're coming to poke and prod her, but no one's actually, like, being like, this is what's going on. Right. Um, so there are all kinds of different drugs. Uh, the health department is like, if you have your gallbladder removed, you can go back to your normal life. Is that... Is that- Medically accurate? Well, they found they have at this point they they found people that have typhoid in their gallbladder. Um, right, but is I that I don't know. I don't cure-all? know if it is. Yeah, I don't I mean, think my it guess is, is, but I can't. Yeah, so I'm glad she's not taking that deal so fast. But they don't. They don't know for sure that's where it is. They're just kind of you know right. going with it. So, um, Mary, quote, no knife will be put on me. I have nothing the matter with my gallbladder. So. Is she rapping? She, she feels fine. So she's like, I'm fucking fine. Right. So she just stays in this cottage prison. Um, they think she's an asymptomatic carrier. And that would make her the first known one in the U.S. And then she starts to get a following in the public. Like, this right is... up until this point, it's been relegated to, like, you know, small stories. But now... We're uh, following rights... her all summer to every cottage. <laughs> <laughs> A civil rights debate breaks out over her treatment. Right. Is it constitutional? People are talking about it on the streets, in the papers. The health department is being attacked a little bit for forcibly taking her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary is the fight over good health, public health, and protection of personal liberties, right? What's nice is that she's just like, please, for the love of God, just stop talking about me. And people are like, <laughs> we're going to make you known forever, Mary. Right. We got your back. She's like, it sounds like this is just going to make this longer. You're damn right it will, Mary. We're taking your fight all the way to the Supreme Court. No, I'd rather have not have ears. I took my gallbladder out to load last night. So also... So the people, the city leaders and everything, all the the rich and whatever, like we said, they, they think the sick are responsible for their actions, right? It's a moral failing. Mm-hmm. Quote, crimes of neglect or ignorance were cast as more dire than crimes of passion or, or premeditation. Wow. So, so it's like a, a train engineer would be like really harshly prosecuted for causing an accident because a train accident is bad for the larger public, right? It makes people scared of trains. All the people get hurt, right? So it's like a bigger thing. So diseases are seen in sort of a similar way. Okay. So 
the city leaders are like, well, she she has to face justice, but she's broken the laws. She's, there's no trial. I mean, they, she has killed people by having typhoid. Right, so they're but, like, but yes, but she doesn't know. Right. No, I know, but she's killed rich people. It's yeah, that's true. I so, guess when you put it like that. The New York Charter says health leaders must use, quote, all reasonable means for ascertaining peril to life or health or for averting the same through the city. So the rich people are scared that they got sick over this. Um, Like I said, the poor have always lived with it. And there's nothing like this to help them, obviously. This is just for rich people. So an attorney, George Francis O'Neill, comes to see her. And he was big, like, helping the Irish and whatnot. And he submits a writ of habeas corpus in court to get her out. And they get her records. And not every sample taken from her. By the way, she's been here for a year, two years now. Holy shit. Not every sample taken from her over that time period is positive. Hmm. She was, quote, an intermittent carrier. So oh, there had been weeks where she tested negative and then would test positive again. So th- it's just like, it can, uh, it can just go on for this long. I mean, they, d- they don't know any of this shit either? They, they, they're just learning this. They're just right. starting to figure this out. And obviously she's they, that's a how big I reason feel. why. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, it is also believed that the attorney, O'Neill got help from William Randolph Hearst. Oh, boy. People think Hearst funded her defense to get... Because he wants the story in the papers. He wants the fight, right. the trial. He, he it's it sensationalism. Extract. He's a yellow right, journalist, right. you know, piece of shit. So, right, right. So um, they take their own samples, and her boyfriend takes them to a private lab, and the private lab is like, she's negative. So Mary's like, I've been, quote, tested like a leper. She doesn't understand how a defenseless woman can be treated in this manner. Doctors, and like I said, there's shitloads, are just poking and prodding her. None have explained it to her. And so this all goes to the Supreme Court. Wow. <laughs> the, the, not, the, not the American, the New York Supreme Court. Right, and okay. A lot of people are following this and they're like, well, she should be educated not to spread it instead of in prison. So a lot of people are like, it's not fair. Right. And now I should say in the time that she has been identified and till now, they've identified 50 more carriers. Asymptomatic carriers. Right. None of them jailed. And she, so just because she's patient zero, Everyone's of just rich like, people. Of rich people, yeah. So everyone's just like... So it really makes no sense why... It doesn't... If you're not going to do that to everybody, then... Right. right. I mean, again, the people... Right. Uh, what, uh, Theranos and everything. The people who fuck with the rich are the only ones. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, that's what it always yeah. is. Yeah. So they, they, they estimate there's around 400 asymptomatic carriers... Um, but also, you know, this is a time when people are just getting sick because the sanitary conditions of cooking are bad anyway. So whatever. So, um, Dr. John Marr quote, she became a cause celebre. Uh, she sold papers. She was a 
character. So the court hears the case, all this stuff, and they side with the health department. And the wow. Board of Health has made her legal guardian, and she is sent back to North Brother Island. Holy for, shit. For, for life. Ever? Like she's, what? well, she's not. At this point, they're like, that's it. Give us your gallbladder. You stay over there. And then their boyfriend's like, Your Honor, I also lost my best friend in this whole situation. <laughs> I-, I found a really chill dude who liked watching the Yankees, and his name was Soper. And then it turns out he was an undercover typhoid cop. <laughs> typhoid cop. That's a great show. Yeah. TYPD. Uh, the New York Times called her, quote, a veritable para. I don't know what this word is. Peripatetic breeding ground for the bacilli who was jailed on Pest Island. It's called Pest Island because that's where you know people have tuberculosis and everything. It's it's an <sighs> island of people with sicknesses. By the way, now that would be like a TBS show. Pest Island. Yeah, you saw the slap that TBS is doing that show. What's the slap? The slap, dude. The slap is like, Dave. It will depress you. The yep. slap will depress you. It's the Dana. It's Dana White, uh, UFC uh, man who also uh, uh, likes the slap. Oh no! Who also enjoys what? the slap? Uh, his wife. Hey, women. Uh, yeah. No. This show is. It's just two people go out and they stand across from each other, and you. There's like you know you have to do it a certain way. It has to be palm fingers at the same time. But you just basically slap each other as hard as you can across hey. the face. Hey, everybody. Does everybody know what dystopia is? Dude, you're not. There's D- like doctors were like, this is as bad as head trauma. This should not be happening. You, no, it's crazy. It's and like people you, get rocked. You, cage fighting should. When Dave, I was young, is, growing up. Every dystopia movie, every post-apocalyptic movie had a cage fight. That Dave, was one of our, hey, you're but, living in a dystopian post-apocalyptic but dude, world. They, but, dude, they, they, they got it wrong because it was actually when two people just stood across from each other and just <laughs> slapped each other across. I mean, dude, you should see what happens. It's absolute, like, because you just got to stand there and you can't move. You can't move at a flinch at all. And then they just, bash. and it's like people get rocked. You know what I think is going to be a TV show at some point? The Stab. Uh, people, 12, 10 families mm-hmm. from other countries mm-hmm. who want to move to America. Oh, God. And one, <laughs> one family oh. wins citizenship. Oh, just like and the others, and then and then they go, "You're deported," and or they, no, it's just like, <laughs> uh, to th- "You got asylum." Thanks for trying, everybody. Thanks for trying to be Americans. Unfortunately, you'll have to go back. To no, where there's you no. Came unfortunately, from. when you get kicked off the show, there's a guy that goes, "I'm sorry." Gutierrez family, you're deported, and then yeah, they right. come and they take him away. I'm telling you, it's going to come. I don't anyway. doubt it. After seeing the slap, I'm like, okay, so it's over, <laughs> over. <laughs> like, it's done. Uh, <laughs> um, so Okay, Pest Island. 
a new health commissioner comes in and takes over. Okay. He thought medical prisoners should be released and could exist on an honor system. I bet everybody found this crazy. And Mary says, uh, I will not work as a cook. Okay. She signs an affidavit. And nine days after he took office, Mary is out. Wow. Now, the public who's been debating what should happen to her is now immediately all like she's a menace to society. They just right. immediately, well, now that she's out, they all, they all flip. Right. Healthcare professionals are like the new commissioner is out of his mind. Um, but Mary gets a job as a laundress. As she said, she's not going to be a cook. It's a hard job. It's nothing like a cook. You're not in charge. Uh, you're not treated well. It's a whole different, a lot less money, a lot less money. She doesn't like it. She leaves that job and gets a job as a cleaning woman. Again, sucks compared to what she used to do. Because she's a great cook. Does, yes, and it's the cream of the crop. She keeps trying different jobs. Her boyfriend dies of a heart issue. So now she's alone. It, working these terrible jobs. She stops checking in with the health department. Uh-oh. Mary? And she goes back to her high-paid, well-respected job as a cook. Because why should she take the hit? They didn't retrain her for another job. There's no welfare system. There's no safety net. The public doesn't want her to work this job. Then fucking pay the difference. Or just pay her not to work the fucking job as a decent society would. So you don't get sick, you take care of this person. That's how you would do it if you were fucking normal. She could just code. <laughs> now, does the peop- do the people who are hiring her know who she is? Or is she like, hi, my no. void mayor, uh, Terry. <laughs> and they're no. just like, oh. Great, I've never heard of you. Mm, I've got much experience, but um, yeah, I uh, love to cook whatever you love to cook. I'm really good. <laughs> no, they don't know who she is. Okay. She gets an assistant job as a cook at a crappy Manhattan hotel. Crappy. Using the name. It's not good. Breshoff, which was her, her, uh, her ex-boyfriend's Husband, name. Her boyfriend's right, okay. Um, she then worked at a boarding house as a cook and then a spa. Uh, she started using other aliases. The one she uses the most is Mary Brown. She's absolutely terrified. It's, it's, not, it's not great. Uh, it's not no, great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> I mean, you can't fucking... Come on, Mary. Try harder. Hey, Mary shit! Mary shit fingernails! Mary dirty on... She's terrified whenever she sees a cop. She 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 won't go to a hospital because you know right. she's worried. Yeah, she. I mean, this this person out. is going to have some some feelings that are resentful against uh, those yeah. places and those people for sure. At one point, she she gets a wound on her hand and it gets infected, and she just suffers with it for weeks. Jesus. She gets a job at a restaurant on Broadway, a pretty nice restaurant, and then typhoid hits the restaurant. And she vanishes or disappears. Uh, uh, Which is it, please? What? 
I think they're same. They're completely different. Vanishes or disappears. Things. They're completely different. No, both di- you throw what, what does down she do? Smoke bomb, and then you're gone. Or That's you're, van. Okay, or you, whatever. Well, you snap your fingers, and you're gone, and your clothes fall in a pile. That's invisible. That's totally yeah. different. That's becoming all invisible. The same. Oh my! No, because you don't. When you're invisible, your clothes don't fall off. They actually, if you take your clothes off, even when you're around, that's fine. <laughs> Look, I heard we got a typhoid outbreak. Let's get the pants off. Now I'll call it out before anyone's asking. Yes, it's a bit of a strange member. Looks like a grenade hit it. I understand. No, okay. Some Thank of you. you say it looks like a half a one. Well, it sort of does look like that. It looks like a kazoo that somebody melted a little bit, but it doesn't make any noise, let me tell you that. It still works. There's still function, but it ain't pretty to look at. I know that better than anyone. I got a hand mirror to study it when I lay on my bed in a mermaid okay. pose. Okay. All right. What? Thank you. Just try to soper's the name. So they couldn't find her again. Um, now, this is 1915, so she's been out for like five years. Okay. She gets a job at Sloan Hospital for Women in a sanitarium in New Jersey. Now, Anthony Bourdain says she is now a worn-down cook, not working for the elite. The jobs suck. You know, she's just bitter. Like, she wants to be a cook. She's a really she, good cook. Right. She's not able to do anything but now work in jobs where people don't really care about the food. You know, she's just cranking out slop as a put. Like, she used to make big, she's giant, cooking at fancy the meals. And, right. Yeah, it's right. just not the same thing. So, right. in January 1915, there's an outbreak of typhoid. 25 women at the hospital. And two die. And the source was traced to the cook, Mary Brown. George Soper is called... And when he hears the description of the cook, he hurries over, but she's gone. It's and again, quite a cat hard mouse. to find. Yeah. So we're not sure how. Now, there's like five different people who had said how they find her. Baker said she found her. Soper said she found her. There's like, but it's, uh, the most plausible explanation I found is someone ratted on her because they she's bringing jello to a friend in Westchester. Cause if Don't you know someone who has typhoid, have him make you jello and absolutely. Bring it over. Absolutely. Really. In case that void inside of that gelatinous shape. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably the case that the friend ratted her out. I would imagine right. because the cops are at the house when she shows up. Right. Okay. Um, she, she doesn't resist. She's taken into custody and they put her back on the Island. Madeline Carlyle wrote, she lived, quote, a quiet, uncommunicative existence, grew fatigued, and no longer hoped for freedom. So now no lawyers are going to help her. No one wants to be on her side. I mean, she got out and killed people with her infection. No big newspapers are going to help her. Um, There's no public empathy at all. She signed the affidavit. affidavit. She said she wouldn't work as a cook. And even worse, apparently to people, she used fake names. So everyone sees her as a criminal who willfully yeah. killed people. New York Times wrote, quote, Typhoid Mary has reappeared. Human culture tube, herself immune, spreads disease wherever she goes. Yeah. Human, human culture tube was a great 80s 
That's a band. hell of a band. We are Robert- human culture tube. <laughs> Robert J.T. Joy, a colonel at the Uniformed Services University, wrote, quote, this verges on assault with the possibility of second-degree murder. So people are, like, really, like, you know, she's a monster. I mean, it like, I, I get what you're saying, but then it's also, like, you know, it is, like, it's very difficult, obviously, but it is like, okay, if this happens and there's like m- people die, I mean, you've pro- she probably knows like that's bad news for her, <laughs> you yeah, know? Of course. Yeah. But again. Yeah. No, there's no. You take care you, the state, yeah. you want people to live again. Yeah. They didn't, they, they said just on an honor system, go make less money and have a worse life. No cooking, well, it's not Mary. her fault that yeah. she got typhoid. And if you want society yeah, right. to be no, totally. saved, then you, take care of this person. Like, uh, yeah. this isn't rocket science. There's, there's, yeah, there needs to be some sort of compensation. Or just have her only cook for the typhoided. <laughs> <laughs> She's the typhoid chef. Open a restaurant called Typhoids? Yeah, Foids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Foids. Oh Jesus Christ! You get all of, you're very boily. Uh, how many in your party? We're a party of five. No, Darren died on the walk over here. Four, please. I'll see get you the four top right away. So, what are you guys in town for? Well, we're dying from typhoid. Oh, right over here. You're it's gonna really love tonight. Is it, is it hot in here? No, it all the like windows like are open. No, oh. no, no. Those are just your boils. Um, I just want to oh. let you guys know, tonight we have a seared duck. We also uh-huh. have some great ribeyes, and everything uh-huh. is prepared with fecal matter that contains typhoid upon it. Does anything go good with meningitis? Uh, let me ask our chef. Uh, her name is Mary Poops. Oh, oh, the Mary Poops? She's the best, typhoid Mary. She's unbelievable. You're going to love it. So, she doesn't have any friends. Um, Sometimes they would let her out for a day trip, and she would go to see this one family in Queens once in a while. Soper, quote, they were not particularly glad to see her. You guys hungry? friends here. (laughs) Anyone want some nachos? Hurry off to any foods. I brought fist to Jello. He eat it off me fist. Here you are. Oh, do you want some thongs for the salad? No, I like to just mix it up with my fingers. I've kept me hand in me butt for an hour. Here we That's are. Not Irish at all? Ooh. I'm not even close to Irish. Go for it. We fixed <laughs> the Caesar dressing nicely. Hey, Kevin, why don't you lick the pieces off my fingers? <laughs> So, um, I mean, it's just a terrible existence. She's, she's, they, they give her work in the Island Hospital. She helps with patients. In 1922, she was official, unofficially given the, the title of nurse, but she was still, quote, bitter and unrepentant. She was cold. She refused any friendship, and she would eat every meal alone. In 1932, she had a massive stroke and was paralyzed she never walked again. And six years later, on November 11th, 1938, she died of pneumonia at 68 years old. Hmm. So the health department does an autopsy, and they say they find that her gallbladder is full of typhoid. Sounds like they're making it up. 
Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's brimming with typhoid. Oh, we've never <laughs> seen so much typhoid in a gallbladder. <laughs> Well, Soper said there was. Soper said that's bullshit. There was no autopsy, and the infected gallbladder story was just to boost the medical community's com- conspiracy right. theory about gallbladders. Right. So, and if Soper's coming out and saying that, yeah, um, at least fifty-one people died from typhoid Mary. Although we don't know exactly, no one knows the amount. Um, only nine people went to her funeral. Hmm. She was cremated, sent to a niece in Toronto. Um, and Soper even was trying to correct the record now because people always said he had stumbled across Mary instead of, you know, his painstaking investigation. Right. So now, now anyone in this day and age willfully spreading a disease is called typhoid Mary. I remember there was a typhoid, uh, someone of the AIDS crisis, like a, a flight attendant guy. So testing, um, for asymptomatic carriers was done in New York and 3% were found to share Mary's status. So there were between wow. 90 and 135 asymptomatic carriers in New York when she was first discovered and around 400 when she died. Wow. Tony LaBella caused 122 known cases with five deaths. He was held for two weeks in 1922 and then just let go. The press called him Typhoid Tony, but he didn't catch on the way Mary did. So he... He was doing the same thing. He was More, working in a bakery. He right. violated the law, but he got out. He got to go. Right. She's still in prison at that point. She's still in jail. Right. Um, and then there's other yeah, people it's just, just like, like that. there's. I mean, it is. It's just like, like everything. It's you know, well, sorry, it just didn't get sensationalized enough. It's like, well, why did she? Why not Typhoid Tony, who, first of all, has yeah. alliteration going for him, and second of all, has <laughs> Hall of Fame numbers. Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, she didn't, he didn't kill uh, rich people, right? I right, mean, right. And he was just like, he did the same thing. He's like, I won't, I won't work in the bakery anymore. And then he worked in the bakery and killed people. And they're like, really don't do it this time. He's like, okay. All right. Um, eventually two vaccines, two vaccines were developed for typhoid and then antibiotics. Um, North brother Island is now a bird sanctuary. Wow. Um, much of this, uh, from typhoid, Mary, the notorious life and legacy of the cook who caused a typhoid outbreak in New York by the Charles river, uh, editors and also, um, Anthony Bourdain, uh, Typhoid, Mary, and Urban Historical. Man. Yeah, I mean, there's so much there, obviously, but, like, um, yeah, I mean, it is, like, you know, partially, well, misinformation, media avoidance, or, or, you know, or inflation, depending on... Which, you know, I, I was, um, you know, like, they keep talking about, like, the guy in Idaho who killed people. And it's terrible. But it's just like, well, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed right. with that story. Right. Why, why are you fixated on this one thing? Well, because Why did three, they do it? And then they, and if you ask... beautiful and if you, white women got killed. Right. And if you That's ask it. them, and if you go, well, why aren't you reporting on, like, the cops who... Uh, you know, or or whatever, they'll go. The media people will just be like, 
well, it's just not what people want to hear, you know? And you're just like, well, no, you, you fucking determine what people want to hear. And beyond what they want to hear, it's what should they fucking hear. What has more, what is more important? What is more relevant? Yeah. What has more, you know, weight to it today than, than that sort of shit? And that's, I mean, again, it's like, that's why you deal with so much misinformation because it's really a lot of it is just like, good luck figuring out the world. And people are like, oh, yeah. wow, I found a website that's crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, again, can't imagine a time where there's such medical misinformation and sensationalism. I mean, there's also like, there's so many things going on here with, uh, uh, you know, she's an immigrant. She's a, a, yeah. a new woman. woman um, right. There's just rampant misogyny. You know, that's probably why uh, Typhoid Tony, nothing happened to him because he's a dude. Um, hey, welcome you know, so nobody talks of... about me. I, just, I gave so much more typhoid. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the hatred of immigrants, the, the, the inequality, like it's all, this is just the perfect American story. Um, yeah, she's kind of, she's checking a lot of boxes. A lot of boxes. So it's like xenophobes have someone, sexists have someone. Yeah. Yeah, it's and just like, and look, it's, it's wrong that, that absolutely, we can just say it's flat out wrong that she, you know, went and worked again. But again, you go back to like, there's a way to handle these things. Like... No, we, yeah. We, yeah. we have... I mean, that's essentially the American response to COVID is, is how we treated Typhoid Mary. Good luck. Except it's actually... Gotta go to because, work. Because, you know, it's just like, go out there and do your thing. Gotta make the oh, donuts. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. It's just not how, it's not how anything works. Like, it's not it's we the tried. opposite of public health. No, you didn't. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, oh, well, fuck it, I won't even say it. Um, you know, I, did I ever tell you I hung out with Anthony Bourdain one time? Or did you? Yeah. Oh, man. So we had like, a travel... That's, tra- that's one a- of the few people I would have loved to have met and talked to. We had a travel channel show called Mancations, uh, Evan Mann and I, um, whatever, years ago. And um, it was right when we knew we were going to get picked up, but it wasn't official. And so we had to go to New York to do a bunch of little press things. And... Um, you know, basically record like little stupid shit. And it was one day where it was like, we were all, it, they, they'd got us all there together. And so it was like mostly the new shows. Um, but there were a few other ones. There was like this piano mover show and all this other shit. But Anthony Bourdain shows up a little before lunch. Cause he's got to do some of this stuff too. And he's, he's established and all that stuff, but he's there for probably like four, three, four hours, something like that. And so we're eating like the, uh, the lunch that they cook and he's, you know, he's bordaining the lunch, you know, he's going like, these beans are pretty good, but this is whatever. And then, um, and then, so we're sitting there and he's just like, he's just like, these things are so fucking boring. And he's like, he's like, these things are just here to look at all these people who are just justifying their existences at this network. And he's like, watch this. And he goes, excuse me, can we get some Heineken's? It's like three in the afternoon. And he's like, can we get some Heineken's or something? And they're all like, ah, that's so funny, Anthony. He's like, seriously, can I pay a PA to go get some Heineken's? <laughs> and they're all like, ah, for sure. <laughs> and like a PA comes over. He gives the PA like 50 bucks. He goes, get 24 bottles of Heineken if you can. And the PA is like, sure. Goes out, comes back with two, two cases of Heineken. 
And and we all have other stuff to shoot. He's going to be out in like probably the next hour or so. And we just sat there, probably had three beers with him while oh. he was just basically explaining the his operating procedure for the show, which he was basically just like um, essentially keep the people that are on your show, respect them because just because you're on camera doesn't mean shit. Those people are just as valuable as you. Treat them with respect yeah. and treat them like family. And he's like, and that is that is the recipe for success. He's like, just keep yeah. elevating the good and be respectful. And it was like a quick gap into that dude's world. And I was, and I didn't even watch his shit back then. But I was like, this guy is fucking awesome. And um, yeah, so there you go. There's a little Anthony Bourdain yeah. story. No, he, the real deal. He had- he was the real day in um, really good politics and um, a good human, yeah. you know. Which yeah, is, he was decent dude. Which is uh, I like to call him the anti Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted that uh, this was. You ever have those ones where you're just like, I can't believe how I've united everyone in anger. Where I was like, <laughs> we should have, we should let Alec Baldwin shoot Kyle Rittenhouse and he'll go to jail for it. Oh, like, yeah. That'll make everyone <laughs> that happy. Guy got some- <laughs> And it was just like, oh, yeah, right, right. The one, yeah, there was just like the, some of the things that were being, I was just like, what? Just good God. You you forget because Alec Baldwin's history is abhorrent. Yes. Um, uh, uh, but then you forget that he played Trump on Saturday Night Live. Right, yes. So all these people adore him for that. And it's like, no, he's he's a bad it's, dude. It's also just like, can you just let some fucking can we just have jokes still can yes we just have like jokes yes and just can you shut the fuck up if it's not for you i don't fucking need to hear that it's not for you then just ignore it I... ignore the shit i rarely block people and i had to block someone today i was like i can't yeah. i can't see no I, I normally just mute that's my move because i kind of find yeah. that to be like beautifully torturous for the person more than anything yeah well, anyway, it's a normal, normal world, and it always has been. That's the uh, always will be. Always we will are, be. We are the champions. We are the champions. Gobble gobble, bless this gobble, mess. Gobble. USA, baby, numero gobble, uno, gobble, name gobble, it gobble, better. Hamada, hamada.